good to be back. Um, as Chris has already said, and I think it's a very important point to note, and I actually find it quite staggering because um, I must admit I hadn't really given it much thought until this week. The fact that Jesus didn't use the Bible to preach when he preached to the people to whom he was preaching. And uh, it's also rather funny for those of you who've been around church for some time that that uh, um, very often neither did Paul or neither did Peter or neither did John. Uh, but what we talk is what they talked and so we call that Bible. So we preach from the Bible because the Bible has recorded what they said. Now, now, the important thing for that is this, as Chris already said, that when Jesus spoke to people and and really the whole thrust of this thing that we are in, if it is anything, is to speak a language that people can understand. It's about conveying a message, not a theology. It's about, it's about, it's about not a dogma, but a truth that we have to get a hold of. Because some people think that truth is some celestial rule book. When actually truth is a person and that person comes in the form of Jesus, which he said, I'm the way, the truth of your life. And I sincerely still believe that if you find the Jesus of the Bible, the real Jesus, then you find life and you find truth. And so tonight, the parable of the musk deer. And this is all really about uh, beauty within. So, so I'm going to read you some things in both my sessions and just make some comments about these things. Musk is a kind of valuable, extremely fragrant salve found in the navel of the musk deer. Sounds a bit disgusting, but there you go. It's a habitant of the highest Himalayan hills of India. At a certain age, the ravishing odour of the musk secretly oozes out of the navel of the musk deer. And the deer becomes excited at the attractive odour of musk. Sounds a little bit like puberty, doesn't it? The deer becomes excited at the attractive odour of musk and frisks about sniffing under trees and searching everywhere for the attractive odour of musk. And it searches everywhere for many weeks to find the source of the fragrance. Finally, he grows angry and very restless. Why? Because he's unable to find the source of the musk perfume, and get this, often jumps from the high cliffs into the valley, trying to reach the source of the rare fragrance, and thus plunges to death. It actually kills itself in the search for what it is that it is longing for, that it knows it can smell, but it can't find. It's then that the hunters get hold of him and tear out the pouch of the musk because they know the value that he has never found. Now, I love this. A divine bard, whatever a divine bard is, I'm presuming it's, uh, it's somebody who is considered a spiritual poet. Uh, I might put myself a little bit in that category. You can all call me the divine bard from now on. A divine bard once sang, Oh, you, f I won't sing it, I'll just read it. Oh, you foolish musk deer, you sought for the fragrance everywhere but within. That is why you did not find it. If, only, if you only had touched your nostrils to your own navel, 
just sorry, but that's really disgusting. But, but this is what the divine bard said. If only you had touched, just so that you're trying it right now, stop it. It doesn't, it's not becoming. Okay, and I know some of you are going to go home and try it tonight, but there you go. If you had only touched your nostrils to your own navel, you would have found the cherished musk and would have saved yourself from suicide on the rocks below. Here's the point. Don't you think that most people act like the musk deer? As they grow, they seek the ever-fragrant happiness everywhere outside of themselves in play, temptation, human love, and the slippery path of wealth, and I love this, listen to this, until finally they jump from the cliff of high hope onto the rocks of disillusionment. When they cannot find the real happiness which lies deep within the recess of their own souls. Jumping from the cliff of high hope onto the rocks of disillusionment. Every one of us are seeking for that scent. Everything that we do, all the plans we have for our life, everything we try to attain, everything we try to gain is in the search for that fragrance. That something that comes out of here that is drawing us and calling us and we want to find it because we know if we can just find the source of the smell that's coming from within that is drawing us, that we'll find what the source has to give us, the very life that is the essence of the musk that is coming out that we can sense. But so many of us finish up on the rocks of disillusionment because we jump from the cliff of high hope. The reason is we are like the musk deer and ultimately we perish because we're seeking false happiness in all the wrong places. So back to our parable of the musk deer. Here's how another person put it. Musk deer are unaware of their own beauty. And they roam all their life, not knowing what lies within them. Male musk deer are one of the most endangered and rare species on this planet. However, it's not their rarity which makes them special and mysterious. Musk deer produce the most expensive scent in the world. How many of you know that musk scent costs more than gold? So what lies within them is more valuable than gold. One of the ancient Bible writers talked about the fact that there is something inside of you which ultimately manifests your faith in the one who created you that he says is more precious than gold which perishes. We often are trying to find a value in a place that can never give us that value when all the heart of God is to release the value that is within you because he is the one who made you and called you to himself. It says, this scent is produced, to bring things down to earth, in between its rectal and navel area in a small hairy pouch. I'll let you imagine that just for a moment before we press on. 
The pouch is also known as a musk pod. It's this musk which makes them so valuable in the eyes of the world and the deer is equally enchanted by its own scent. Now, the reason I describe where it is is so you can understand another principle of the musk deer. The fact of where it is located means that when the goals of the deer is the discovery of the source from which the fragrance emerges, which indicates really that the deer is madly in love with it. What is happening is a love. It's love trying to find the source into which it is to locate itself. But it's actually a love for life. It's the essence of life that's trying to come out. I love the fact of what the Bible says about Jesus. It doesn't say that in him was religion or in him was rules or in him was the demand to be really, really spiritual. It says in him was life. And that life is the light of men. The light comes on when we find the life, but the life is not something external. It's something that comes alive internally. But the sad thing is the musk deer never finds the source of the truth. It never gets to know about the uniqueness within. Instead, it looks for it outside, investing a considerable amount of passion in the pursuit which we have all done. But most of the time, why I mentioned the location, most of the time it destroys the musk pod by rubbing it upon the rough edges of the mountains. Ouch. So what happens is that what we're looking for and the source of it is exposed to rough edges and it gets rubbed and it gets broken and it gets scarred and it gets destroyed because our lives really are not protected from the effects of the environment in which we live. And the more we struggle to find what we're looking for outside, the more we damage the very place, our hearts our souls, our minds, and we become wounded and distraught and we begin to dislike ourselves and hate ourselves and all those things that come in, the self-loathing, the disappointment, the disillusionment, because we rub it on the ridges, on the rough parts of life that we meet in everyday experiences. It never occurs to the must dear that what's in the pouch is the very essence of beauty itself. So it keeps looking, but once destroyed, I love this, once destroyed, the pouch can reappear within a year or two. But the deer never appreciates the reappearance and destroys it every time until it finally is butchered into nothingness by a human who knows its worth. Or in other words, we, we lose our own beauty, we lose our own life, we lose our own sense of meaning, we lose our connection because we never realise what it is. And it emerges and in every one of us that search for that beauty comes back and it comes back and it comes back and it comes back. No matter how damaged we have been, the story ends here for the deer but the essence never dies. The fragrance of musk deer lives and roams anyway, miles away from one human to another. Every now and then in mysterious and quiet lands of lush green grass or on ooze bridge or in the shower or walking the dog or wherever it is for you, the musk emerges from our own souls, which is, which is as unique as a musk pod. There is one that sees our true potential 
Some of us may live all our lives without even knowing that our souls are being butchered every day by a hunter who doesn't respect us enough. The Apostle Paul calls that the flesh. It's the part of you that doesn't give you the respect that you deserve and doesn't understand and it butchers you until you lose all sense of God and all sense of what is beyond that moment. Regardless, I cannot stop thinking about the most beautiful journey of this deer. Its intellectual faculties are not even close to mine, but the innocence is more pure than my intellect can ever be. I love this. I find more spirituality in its struggle of finding the source of its own musk than all the books I have ever read about mysticism and about some other stuff as well. And what makes me cry is the fact that it never gets to know the truth. The innocence of the musk deer challenges us to take up the spiritual journey that we have been delaying for so long. Why do we delay it? Because we think that we can find the source of the fragrance outside of ourselves rather than the journey within, into our own soul, in the place where we meet God. It provides us an insight into the way we crush and damage ourselves in suicide lacks of searching, destined to end in failure simply because we expend all our energy looking in the wrong place for the peace, acceptance, joy and beauty we so desperately desire. And when gripped by the fragrance again of that thing that is drawing us, we do the same stupid things. The next song that the guys will sing is called At Last I See the Light. And I've had some words up here all the time that I've talked that I want you to let sink into you. Always searching, but never coming to a knowledge of the truth is what the musk deer truly does. It needs a revelation. It needs the light to come on. Because here's what happens when the light comes on. And I'm going to take you back 3,000 years to a guy called David, who in the ancient writings of the Bible suddenly got a revelation in his old failures when his own musk pod had been damaged and he felt terrible about himself rubbing it on the rocks of life and almost committing suicide with the stupidity of his actions, looking for fulfillment outside of himself and the place where God dwells. He wrote these words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, the seeking's finished. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, which is what I was looking for, the peace. He leads me beside still waters. And he says this, he restores my soul. You might be a muskadeer tonight. You may be ripping your life out from the inside looking for what you think can give you the peace, the acceptance, the joy and the connection that you long for. But you've got to find it in the right place. Right within you is where the truth of God came in Jesus to restore something in you that makes your soul whole again. Don't go from the high mountains of hope to smash on the rocks of disillusionment when your soul can come alive with the life of God because you find the source of the fragrance. God sent Jesus to give you the source of the fragrance and when you don't delay that spiritual journey, that's when you find the source and when you find the source, you find the life.
All right, I just want to give you a call to action and then we'll show our last, um, our last video. There's some funny language in the Bible if you don't fully understand it. And one of them I was raised with, but I understand probably more now than I ever did, was when Jesus said to a man who was looking for the musk, because he could smell it, but he didn't know where to find it. He said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What he meant was, unless you are born to a place where you find that source, which actually is the life that comes in Jesus, you will never see what the kingdom of heaven or the universe, as we've talked about, or all that is God's goodness is all about. So this is the call to action. The last video I want to show you is from The Greatest Showman, which is just the most awesome musical but here's what it says, I drank champagne with kings and queens. The politicians praised my name. But those are someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years I chased their tears, the crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stop and see you here, I remember who all this was for. And from now on, these eyes will not be blinded by the lights. From now on, what's waited till tomorrow starts tonight. It starts tonight. And let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart. From now on, from now on, from now on, and we will come back home. We will come back home. We will come back home again. The whole essence of the good news that we preach is for you to come back home again. Come back home from here to the Father's love and you will know the source of the life and then life will come to you.